Hey, hey, come catch this wave with the fix squad. The fix is in. I'm Mr. Soul. I'm tuning in. What you doing? Got him. Real hip hop revealed that a fix. Pure, you can feel it in the mix. Finally, stop pushing the culture forward. This is it. Proceed at your own risk. Got him. Beach balls and life, giving them truth in it. Screaming revolution when only a few minutes. My sentiments is acting. Everything that we do cut. Another reason to turn the volume up. Sheesh, know what we stand doing. Solid ground when we land. Say it's no use, the culture was out of hand. But now that I reach, we gotta stick to the plan. Dark days with the sunshine. Any good news, I'm proof that it's living. Yeah, revolving the art, the shot go with it. Keeping the beans on the block, don't miss it. Welcome to the city stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa reindeer. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint better. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? And we back. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're now tuned into the fix. Your source for faith infused hip hop, R&B, and poetry. I go by the name of DJ Focus. Squad in here with me. What's up, Rico Suave? How you doing, sir? Good, sir. How are you? <laughs> How you doing, sir? <laughs> hey, like what? Oh, that sir? Was... what? what and then you doing? got this, this pick your, your little, you know what I'm saying? I'm a Fortune 500 company picture up talking about some, sir. <laughs> Rico's hilarious. Sorry. Just yeah, funny. he is hilarious. <laughs> but you know, that's that's Suave for you. That's how Suave get down. What's, what's good? What's good, team? Wait, you all right? Wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. What you mean by that? No, that's a good thing. I mean, but you just, you know, Rico Suave. You, you know? So y'all <laughs> hanging on my picture. Because <laughs> I said, what's good, sir? I mean, I... It, no, it, anyway. Hey, y'all. Hola, como estas? I've been working for my Spanish or whatever. Um, uh, I ain't really got that. Uh, Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. Rico, I let you live, okay? But no, it's good to be here. How y'all feeling? I'm good. I'm good. Go ahead, Swab. You you got you got something else you want to say, man? Make sure you're good, man. Gotta make sure we start the show off right, man. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Once again, you're tuned into the fix. And of course, our mission here is to expose the culture to positive but relevant music that keeps Jesus Christ at the center of the message. And uh, of course, y'all know we got another hot show for y'all again today. Uh, got a couple exclusive interviews. Uh, we got our legal hustle segment. We got new music to talk about. Uh, but I think we got a guest in the uh, building right now, T, don't we? Man, one of my favorite people. I call him Big Ugly, but he is so much more than that. I promise. He is really mad. I, y'all know how excited I am. Is this my turn to like introduce him? Right? Yes. Like I can go to the whole thing? Yes. Because okay, yes. I was going to do it, but I know you was going to kill me if I did it. So I'm going to let you do it. But no, uh, focus, you got to back up from the camera just a little bit because you look like one of them old uncles that don't know how to <laughs> There you go. <laughs> come for me all you want, T. I come back. Come for me, though. Come on. No, I know. It's cool. No, it wasn't a shot. It was just I was trying to get you together. But anyway, uh, my man's on here. This is Rich. Um, like I said, feel like my brother from 
another mother for show. He is heavy in the community, everything from um, activism through basketball with his awesome, incredible program, Impact Youth. I'll let him talk a little bit more about that. Known this man for, I think we're going on four years strong um, through Freedom Schools Children's Defense Fund program. Um, and then he's with Cultivate, man. He got clothing out for uh, the kingdom. And he's just just really, really heavy um, in the kingdom and uh, doing what I, I truly, truly believe Christ uh, meant when he said, show the world love, be the light of the world, be the salt in the world. So I'm going to let him hop in and talk about who he is. But I, y'all know how happy I am to have my bro here. I love this dude. Um, so, yeah, man, let's hop into it. What's up, Rich? Big ugly. <laughs> I, I wanna, I wanna know y'all. See how she do me though. You know, what I'm saying? she called me big ugly, and then she said the good stuff afterwards. You know, what I'm saying? you know, what I'm saying, what's up though? What's up? Though? I'm happy to be here, man. Thank y'all for having me. I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying, definitely, definitely appreciate y'all. Um, this is a great opportunity, man. And, and BJ, I call it BJ. Y'all call it Tierra. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna call it BJ. Um, BJ, thank you for uh, for inviting me, man. I'm excited. I'm sure you already know we had to definitely uh, get you all here and share what you're doing. So, focus. You ready? Um, I think he said something. Well, you gotta unmute so yourself to answer the question. <laughs> I am ready. No, I am ready. Let's, yeah, we're good. <laughs> okay. So normally, Rich, what we uh, kind of do on the show with our folks, just kind of hop into. How did you come to know Christ? What is your faith story and journey? Kind of share that a little bit with um, listeners. Oh, boy. How much time y'all got? <laughs> hey, man, we got, look, look, bro. Let me tell you something. You, We got 30 minutes, and I got a lot of questions. So hey. do they. So come right, on, so make look. the faith story the the, the, the Instagram version. Okay, because I want to let y'all know, disclaimer, I'm long-winded. So if y'all need to play that little music for me, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> don't be offended. But, um... My faith story, man. She so I had to start way, 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 way back. Um, I come from a religious family, you know what I mean? I come from a family of strong matriarchs as far as faith goes. And um, you know, the the fellas in the family was obviously strong and they did their job, they, you know, they provided, they did whatever they needed to do, but the women held it down as far as spiritually, you know, going to church, serving in the community. Um, my great grandmother and my great aunt built a church pretty much from the ground up, um, selling dinners, you know what I'm saying, um, around the community in, um, in West Park. So it was always around me, but it was always around me from a woman's point of view. Um, and if, you know, all the fellas in the building don't understand, when you're growing up, you really take after the man. Woman, no, no disrespect to the ladies, but the woman, a woman can't teach you how to be a man. So you go to a man to try to teach you how to be a man, right? So um really faith was there but it was always like i'm accepting christ on my deathbed type of thing so i'm kicking it i'm doing whatever i'm doing you know what i'm saying i provide for my family i'm a good guy somebody asks you know i'm respectful all that different type of stuff but i wasn't really living for christ um and then when i get to the point where i'm about to die you know pastor come in i accept christ and then it's all good so that was kind of how men had done things in my family before um, my uncle really changed the trajectory of everything and he really, you know, put his foot in the ground. I was like 15 years old. I'm 28 now, so about 13 years ago. Um, he was like, man, I'm about to change my life. I'm done with the kicking it. I'm done with the, you know, with the drinking. And I think that this is the way I want to go. So he stepped back a little bit, 
And during that time, I spent so much time with him where he would, you know, take care of me and, and do, do the things that a father would do. You know, I grew up without a father. So my father was in jail from the time I was born to the time I was like 13 and in and out, in and out, and out. he's still in and out. You know, he got his own demons and stuff to deal with. But um, yeah, so that, cause that's how it kind of started. And it really started with me wanting to be like my uncle. It didn't even really start with me, you know, loving Christ. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, my uncle's doing this, so I think that I should do it. And I accepted Christ. And then I started learning from him and going to Bible studies and doing different things. And faith became a, a part of me. But it wasn't a strong, strong part of me. I was really like in the game where, how can you say this? Uh, I was with Christ because of what I thought he could give me, not because of me just having a love for him, right? So I thought if I lived for Christ, he was going to bless me. I was going to get my big house I wanted. I was going to get the car I wanted. You know what I'm saying? I was going to be able to play basketball overseas and play professionally because I'm serving God and doing what I'm doing. Da, da, da. He was just going to clear a path for me. So that's how it originally started. Now, obviously, we all know that's not how it works. Um, and I started playing basketball. I was playing basketball since I was like eight years old. And I was great up until um, my sophomore year of high school, my junior year of high school, where I had some run-ins with my coach. And I was just like down and out. I wasn't playing much. And it was a whole uproar. I went to St. Ignatius. So it was a lot of politics and stuff involved um, with, you know, the way I look and the way the other, other guys look as far as, you know, getting on the court and doing some different things. Um, so that really pushed me to my work ethic to be able to work hard. But I really leaned on God in that time. Um, and he prevailed, man. I ended up getting a scholarship. I ended up being able to have some opportunities to play, and he prevailed. Um, so I went to college, did my thing in college. I had my ups and downs in college to where I was, like, wilding out. I was um, I was very, very arrogant because I was doing well in college. I thought that's what you had to be. You know what I'm saying? I thought you had to – if I'm a star basketball player, I'm like, man, I got to be, you know – a a-hole. I got to be like that because that's how this person was and this person was and this person was. They talk about what they could do. So that was me. Um, and then God really just kind of set me down multiple times during my life, set me down and was like, look, man, like I could take this away. And, you know, you got to really, really, really straighten up. So um, I struggled with my faith a little bit during college, straying away, um, doing different things, you know, getting high, drinking, um, you know, fornicating, all those different types of things um, that comes with college. Um, and then I had a time in my life where I was 24 years old. I got done with college. I was trying to go overseas. And I had three contracts fall through. I had a contract to Spain, contract to Italy. Uh, I think another contract in Spain. It fell through just out of nowhere. You know, I was supposed to leave in like two days, and they fell through every time. So I came to a point where I didn't have basketball in my life, and I felt like I didn't know who I was. Um, and I was lost at 24 years old. Like, what am I going to do? I got a college degree, but I'm like, man, what am I going to do? You know what I mean? So um, it really made me go on a journey of figuring out who I was. And that's when it really started to me getting serious about Christ. Like, if I can't have basketball and I don't know who I am, that's a problem. Like, that's a real issue because I'm way more than this basketball game. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot more to me and a lot more that God wants to do in me. So that's when it started and I went overseas. Um, I obviously had my struggles. I was dealing with an ex-girlfriend. It was just crazy situation. Um, you know, with some stuff happening with her and my best friend. It was just crazy and all kind of crazy stuff happened. Um, all in, in a row. 
you know what I mean? But I was overseas balling, thinking I had everything I wanted, you know, and I just wasn't fulfilled. I wasn't happy. I wasn't – it didn't feel the way I thought it was going to feel. Um, and I really just had my first emotional moment with God when I was just like, man, I'm done. Like, this – I have everything I wanted, but I have nothing that I wanted at the same time. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm like, man, I'm, I'm finished. I was in the bathroom. I'm just like, it's not supposed to be like this. You know what I mean? I'm supposed to be – not supposed to be like this and i was on the bathroom floor crying my eyes out for like hour man i was just crying just crying out to god you know what i mean just like a real emotional experience that i've never experienced before like feeling his presence raising my hands praising asking him to just take whatever that was out of me that was in me out of me so i could have peace um and then i really just committed to um serving him in a more in a extra way um and you know, that was really the, the time where I was like, okay, I got to get more serious about it. And really just learning. Since then, it's been a journey of me, even now, learning how to love God. Um, we all say that, you know, we love God, and of course, but what does God say about love um, in the Bible? Are we doing that? Are we displaying that um, towards him and towards others? Love, right? Do I love anybody? You know what I mean? That's my question to myself. Do I love anybody? Because my actions, love is an action word. You know what I mean? Words can words can say whatever, but love is an action. So how do I love? And Christ has to be the first person I love. So that's a, just a journey that I'm still on right now, but I um, hope that wasn't too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's always too long. No, but just kidding. So first of all, your your story is powerful in so many different ways. I think um, it's important for, for young men to really see people like you that look like you. Um, and that's, that even sound like you, because right, like black folks, I like to think like we're, we're rhythmic, we're cultural. And so just the way you hit with your story and even even the rhythm and how you tell it, I think it can hit with a lot of young brothers. So talk because you, you even talked about how it, love is an action word. It has to be displayed in, in such a manner. How have you displayed the love of Christ through, you know, your clothing line, uh, through what you do with impact? Talk a little bit about those things that you do and how you kind of display that love that you experience from Christ. Yeah. Um, well, I like, I mean, all the stuff that I'm doing is obviously not me, <laughs> you know, it's Christ working through me. Um, because, you know, my clothing line idea wasn't even, that just came out of nowhere when I was overseas going through that period of time I was telling y'all about. Um, I was really trying to get closer to God. I was waking up every day, 7 a.m. And I was reading, getting my word for about an hour um, and just praying. And then, then serve just came to serve was in my mind, like serve, service. Like I have to be a service, I have to serve. And from then I just kind of started writing it down and sketching it. It just came to be what it is now. Had some different artists work on some different things just um our slogan is purpose purpose people apparel so it's just understanding that we are people of purpose um and knowing that services should be at the center of everything that we do you know whether we're a dad or a mom you know you're serving your family whether you're a brother or a sister you're serving you know in some capacity to your little cousins whether you're a job your job you're serving in some way um we should always seek to serve in whatever avenue we're in because god places it places us in specific places for a reason um, so the clothing line, that was the, the whole gist of it. I got out here and tried to do some different things, but as of right now, I'm trying to redirect it because like I said, it should be an action behind it. It shouldn't just be, be, be me saying like, okay, sir, period, we got to serve. I should be displaying that. Um, and the clothing line should be kind of secondary. You know what I mean? So, 
Um, that's where I'm kind of shifting it to now. And that's a process in itself because, you know, everyone thinks that just getting out here and serving is the easy thing, but you want to be organized. You want to be do it the right way. So that's what I'm doing right now. Now with Impact Youth, um, I've always had a kind of a, a knack for being around little kids. My little cousins have like, have like 14 little cousins that are really close to me. And man, like I love all of them. You know what I mean? I spend time with them and I just gravitated to it. I could sit and talk to a kid for hours, you know, more so than I could talk to an adult. And it's just because they're just so real about what they feel and what they say. Um, but I try to display love and understanding like I'm, I was them. All the kids that I served, even the worst of the worst ones, I could have been them. You know, my father wasn't in my life and that's detrimental to a young man, especially as a young man and also a young lady, I think even more so a young lady as they grow up because, you know, the mold is your father to of what type of man you're supposed to be with and what you're supposed to look for in a man. But I understand I could be them. My dad was in the streets. And if I was taken after my dad, I would be in the streets. You know, my uncles really saved me from that. And my grandfather, they just really kind of got around me and threw their arms around me um, and kept my head straight because it could have been me. So I always think like, this could be me. I could, I see myself in these, these young guys and young ladies all the time. And I really just try to be patient with them. It's a process because they'll frustrate you and they'll do some stuff that you don't want them to do. And um, it's crazy, but we do, we do character development and leadership training through sports. So we have basketball and football going on right now. We have a character training curriculum that we take the, the young men and young women through. And it's really just to work on them as people, helping them understand sports is not who they are. It's just what they do. And that's something I realized when I was 24 years old, which almost rocked my whole world. And I had a support system. Now imagine somebody who's 13 and get cut from the high school team and don't have a support system. You know, that is going to rock their whole world and they're going to go in the streets or do whatever. And that's usually what you see happen. So we can under, help them understand, like, man, this is just a vehicle. Basketball was a vehicle for me to be able to do what I'm doing now see different experiences and to glorify God, then now it doesn't hold as much weight when it doesn't work out the way I thought it was going to work. It could still be used as a vehicle if I don't go pro. You know what I mean? I can learn how to teach it very well. And um, I think that's a big thing that we focus on to impact youth. And we just, you know, we're all over the city. We're all over West Park doing some, some things. By the grace of God, we started three years ago. So we're really, really moving. But um I just say, just I talk. I talk to people more so than anything. Talk to the youth, and really just try to pour into them and help them understand. Like, you know, you 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 as a person is more important than anything else. So, sports stuff is secondary, man. We got to figure out what it is that God has called you to do. Yeah. So with with everything that you do, because man, first of all, you know, giving you your roses while you're still alive. I I have firsthand seen the impact, seen the. The, the clothing line and shout out to the clothing line like y'all gotta check it out it'll be a point in the show where you can really kind of promote where everybody can find you at because the clothing line is actually dope um so that just all your roses man like the work that you do so heavy so crazy so um impactful so what what for you is is your spiritual diet like how do you because i mean you pour out so much every day right like and, and we know about activist fatigue and, and, and just kind of mentor fatigue. So how do you re-up? What's your spiritual diet? What does that look like daily for you to make sure, you know, you're still out here able to stay strong? 
That's a great question, man. Um, first and foremost, I like to say my spiritual diet isn't perfect. So what I'm about to say to y'all, I don't follow every single day. I'm perfect. So um, I have times where I make mistakes and mess up. And when I do, my spirit feels it, you know. Um, but I try to wake up every day and read something, whether it's um, my word. Most of the time it's my word. But if it's on a Bible app, I'm just, you know, a quick 10-minute joint and I'm interacting with someone else, um, doing a Bible plan with someone else. Um, I like to do that. I also like to listen to inspirational things. My uncle Sean um, hit me onto this. I just, when I'm getting ready or brushing my teeth or whatever, I'll throw on some Miles Monroe. I'll throw on some, um, I'll throw on some ET. I'll throw on some, um, some Mike Todd. I'll throw on some, um, man, it's just Tony Evans. It's a list of all of them that I just kind of throw on. If I don't really have the time, I wake up late and I don't have the time to really sit down and get in my word like that. It's still in me a little bit as I'm going, as I'm moving. I like to start my day with gospel music. I love, love, love hip hop, man. I just, I love it so much. But I try to start my day with something like gospel music to get my spirit right at first, at least on the way to where I'm going first. And then on the way back, then hip hop. But you know what I mean? I try to start my day like that. And then I try to just read as much as I can and read self-development books and understand like, the journey of becoming the person that God wants me to be. It's not going to be fast. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be um, something that's going to allow me to stay comfortable and have me be convenient in that space. So I have to fix my mindset and have little things around me that fix my mindset. I have pictures and stuff. I'm in my office right now, but I have pictures and stuff up and little words and I write little things down and place them on the wall. So as I'm walking around, I can kind of see it, and those feed me as I go. And um, praying, I pray a lot, man. I pray a lot, and it's not always the long prayers, you know, at Thanksgiving where you're like, man, <laughs> this is a prayer right here. But it's, you know, I thank you, God, for waking me up today, you know, just allow me to be a light to you and bring people closer to you. And that's something that I do constantly throughout the day. And even when I'm going to situations, like I try to think about, you know, um, consult God on every decision that I make, even if it's like something small, like what should I do in this situation? How should I, how can I, you know, um, show you instead of show myself, you know? So that's a little bit of, you know, some of the stuff I do every day. But like that's I said, good. I'm not. That's good. We appreciate you sharing that. Um, Definitely talk a little bit about um, the importance of accountability circle. I know you said, you know, you grew up, your father, you know, kind of was not there, but you had your grandfather and your uncle who kind of kept you like grounded. Uh, talk a little bit about just the importance of the accountability that, you know, your grandfather, your uncle held you to, or even your circle just in general, um, you know, by you playing overseas, um, you know, being involved, you know, being, you know, exposed to pretty much a little bit of everything and the balance of, you know, you know what, now, nah, even though I could indulge in this, I'm going to try to, you know, not indulge in somebody holding you accountable. So speak a little bit about accountability uh, within your circle and the importance of that. Man, my, my grandfather and my uncles are like, man, it's three uncles. I have three uncles that are really, really close to me. Um, they're my mom's brothers. And, man, when I talk about accountability, God bless me because they're all so different. Like my Uncle Sean is more hard-nosed, straight up in your face. You know, this is how it's about to be or it's going to be problems. 
Um, my uncle Zelik is more laid back and, you know, he's a thinker. He thinks through stuff. He takes chances on things. Um, my uncle Carlin, he is, and my love for hip hop came from him because he is, you know, a musical genius. You know what I mean? And he's a, he's so passionate about everything that he does and he does it with so much confidence. Um, no matter what it is, it'd be paying the fence. And he's doing it with so much confidence that all those things rubbed off on me to where I'm like, man, I could take little pieces from each one of them and become my own person. Um, I think that it's important in, your, in my accountability circle that they allow me to be my own person because I grew up wanting to be like my uncles, but I can't be like all three of them. I can't be like one of them because God made me different, you know what I'm saying? So I could take something from them, but I can't just be them. And if you know, I'm trying to fit a square peg into a circle hole. It's not going to work, whether I love him or not. Um, my grandfather, he's just a workhorse, man. He's been working. He had a company called Trucking, an entrepreneurial spirit, um, going out and doing things that was, you know, um, that was different at the time. So seeing him work, he taught me how to work, work ethic. He like, man, if it's, if it's sweeping the floor, you better go at it hard. And then his wife, my grandmother, was like, yo, if you're going to go at it hard, you better make sure it's right. It's like, so all those things into one is just like little pieces that I'm taking from. Um, my circle athletically, you know, basketball is, you know, all sports pretty much. You got to find a kind of crew that you can kind of run with. And throughout my time at basketball, I obviously found a little bit of a crew I can run with. But nobody that has been um, really stuck by me my homeboy Tom is like my brother, and he really stuck by me through a lot of stuff, man, through everything. And we bounce accountability stuff off of each other um, and really hold each other up. I also have a, you know, accountability through my my church. We have a Bible study group that we do on Wednesdays. We just started this summer. That has been amazing for me, man, because when you're expected to come to a class and talk about the word and you ain't read it, <laughs> you look kind of crazy. You know what I mean? So. Um, and then just fellowshipping with them and talking with them. But accountability is everything, man, because I can call, there's people I can call right now and call today um, that, uh, you know, I say, hey, this is going on. They'd be like, man, did you look at yourself first? Because you point a lot of fingers at this person. Well, what did you do in that situation? You know what I mean? Um, got to have an OG in your corner. I got an OG, his name Rev May, and he pours into me, and he's real raw and rugged too. He's straight up. Like, this is what the words say, so. This is what you need to do. And that's been revolutionary for me because um, mentors, um, I don't have a whole, whole lot of them because my family is so tight. But having mentors outside of my family has been huge. Um, Mr. Jason Reed is another one. He's, man, I could bounce stuff off. So it's a lot of people I can just call. And I think that that's just awesome to be able to have that. And they check me. They aren't always on my side. And, they, and I appreciate that, that they have their own opinions. That's good. So let's let's hop into this hip hop uh, conversation. I hear you keep saying, you know, you definitely grew up on hip hop, love hip hop. It's been a heavy influence on you. Who are some artists that you listen to mainstream and on the Christian hip hop side? Um, man, I'm I'm kind of an old soul when it comes to hip hop. So Nas, of course, I love Nas. Um, Jay, of course, everybody who doesn't listen to Jay, you know, um, I'm a big Most Deaf fan. I love mm. Common. I just love how Common just like, it didn't matter what 
time period it was, Common never went with the, the trends. You know what I mean? Common stayed in his lane where he was at. I was like, this is me. And, and I think he gets, I don't want to say disrespected for that, but I think he doesn't get the props he deserves for that all the time. I agree. Um, he does, yep. Shoot, I just got into uh, Chica, man. She is a beast. She is a, a beast, man. I'm talking about lyrically. She's just a monster. Um, I'm into No Name, too. I got hit to her, like, last year, a couple years ago. Um, I'm trying to think of some um, Christian rappers. You know, obviously Lecrae. You know, Andy Menio is one of my personal favorites. Um, I love, you know, what he's doing with his stuff. Um Man, and really Christian hip-hop-wise, those are the really ones I really rock with. I mean, for me, Christian hip-hop, I love Christian hip-hop. So I love what it says. Um, and I love what they um, bring and what they represent. The feel is – a, and it should be different. I'm not saying the feel shouldn't be different because you're doing something for God, it should be different. Right? But the feel for me has always been a little bit different to where it's like, man, I always – hungered and thirsty for Christian hip-hop to sound and it didn't maybe and maybe this is twisted in my in my theory. Brad, you can say what you're trying to say. It's trash. Like it's a lot of artists that's trash. They ain't got no bars. Stop. Like you ain't got it to bread. We ain't got to dance into it so ain't no like it? call it what it is, you gotta respect anybody that's doing something in a craft, first of all. I man. mean, yeah, okay, look, bruh, let me help you because, see, you I don't want you to talk to you. <laughs> I am, hold on, but listen, but what I'm what I'm trying to say is this ain't you, this ain't a show where you gotta feel like because it's in the name of Christ, you gotta kind of. You know, tiptoe, yes, we do everything in respect. We try to honor and love and do, you know, salt things, sauce it with love. But you can be honest about <laughs> the music. Like, you don't have to call it good just because it's Christ or just because somebody is trying to work. That's their art. Everything, we should be excellent at everything that we do. Okay. And so you can call it what it is, man. Some of the music, both on both sides, because I ain't going to just do CHH like that. On both sides, it's trash. <laughs> like, Period. But, and, so, and I, agree. I just wanted to throw that out there, man. I, I agree. First of all, I mean, you know me. First of all, this is how I get down with anything. And I mean, I don't have no problem being honest. But I like to respect people's hustles, man. Even if it's not what my cup of tea. You know, it might be somebody else's. You know what I mean? So, I don't want to disrespect and say, well, what you doing is trash. And be like, yo, like, come on. But for me, I always thirsted for it to sound more like like mainstream hip-hop but just with a christian message like the production as far as the production goes like i think the production lacks in a lot of ways and nothing even even sometimes like like bj was saying the flows lack in a lot of ways you know you got some guys coming hard but it's like since i'm rapping for christ i could be low-key weak because there's not a lot of christian hip-hop artists you know what i mean so um but I still listen to it, and I still like it, and I find ones that I like. But usually Lecrae and Andy Menio is the ones I rock with. I like Molly Music, too. You know what I mean? He kind of is in between that, you know, hip-hop, army-ish, soul-ish thing. So I love him and the stuff that he gives. And, I, and some of them songs be cold, but um, some of them just not my, not my flavor. Um, no, and that's but, fair. Uh, we, we talk about it all the time on the show, if it lines up sonically with mainstream or if it's just not, you know, good art. So, yeah, yeah, we definitely agree with you on that. Um, 
just with everything that's happened, probably I say with over like the last five years within the mainstream um, music, um, with I think uh, Chance the Rapper was probably like the first one to kind of come out. Well, Kanye did it with Jesus Walks, uh, uh, really. But then like the Chance the Rapper Grammy performance about five, six years ago kind of changed the game. What's your thoughts? Share your thoughts on more mainstream artists getting back to, a, I would argue, their roots and talking about their faith more in music. We see Kanye is starting to do more gospel music. We know Chance every now and then comes out with an uplifting or inspirational song. So, you know, what's your take on that? Back mainstream artists sharing their faith in their artistry. Man, I think I think it's I think it's awesome. I think it's necessary too. But I think a lot of mainstream artists run from it because it could be such a I mean, it could be such a divider. What a lot of artists don't want to do is kind of divide their fan their fan base. <laughs> you know what I mean? So like it could be such a divider. Some people they blur lines with it, which is something that I'm like, uh, I don't really agree with. Like, um, me and BJ had this conversation all the time, but uh, I think Chance the Rapper sometimes he blurs some lines or some things. Like, I don't think it's a problem with you saying, okay, boom, this is me. I believe in Christ. Here's my struggles. You know what I'm saying? Like. In some way, in shape or form, you got to present it to the point where, like, look, this, I'm struggling with this. So this isn't something that you should aspire to be. This is something that, and you're going to have your struggles too, but this ain't okay. Mm -hmm. I think sometimes the mainstream artists come in and, and talk about God. It's like, I love God, but I go turn up at the club too, and I do this, and I get drunk, and I'm, and it's like, uh, like, that's a reality. That happens. But let's not clarify it, because now you got Christians that are listening to that and be like, oh, that's cool for me to do that? Uh, not for real. I mean, it's cool for you to drink and not indulge, but when you get outrageous and you start indulging, it's not okay. So I think that as leaders in the generation, which is, you know, hip-hop artists have always, in the artist period, have always been leaders in every generation, you're going to influence people. And I think you just need to influence them in the correct way and kind of lead them in the correct way. Um, but I think it's awesome, man. I think everybody... You know, whether you stray away from your faith, like everyone, I mean, I can speak for myself, but like everyone seemingly has and then come back to it. Um, are you struggling with your faith? Like, I think the story needs to be told because there's so many people who think you have to be perfect to be a Christian and mm -hmm. you have to be, or you can't mess up, you can't make mistakes, you can't do this, you can't like, nah, I'm gonna make mistakes to the day I die. I'm never gonna arrive, you know what I mean? And somebody who is mainstream and has that voice, like I'm never gonna arrive, but here's what I'm doing to try. This is why I'm, I'm trying to honor God. This is where I fall short. This is always the goal to honor God, but I always fall short. I think that Christianity will be looked at as a different light and it can bring more people to Christ because they will feel like, you know, they're worthy of it. For lack of a better sense. Sorry, I'm running back and forth, man. My bad. <laughs> I'm trying to, trying to make sure my two little ones are good while I'm all the way in the back room. Um, but in regards to to what's going on right now with Black Lives Matter movement, uh, I don't even want to call it a movement because for us to be black, it's actually a lifestyle. Uh, words to LeBron James, that's where I got that quote from. But um, what is your take on the injustice and system system uh, <laughs> systemic racism? Uh, at this time, especially in the height of media right now? Oh, man. I, I have so many thoughts on this, so I'm going to try to be brief. 
<laughs> nah, go ahead. Let him out. <laughs> but I think, man, obviously we know that the system is not is not created for us to strive. That's no mystery. You know what I mean? <sighs> um, some people ain't gonna like this, but whatever. But I think as a people, as you know, as black people, what we have to stop doing is to think that the system is all of a sudden going to change to benefit us. And in a sense, almost like beg for it to benefit us. And when I say that, like, obviously we should be saying we things should be equal. We should say, you know, you know, police brutality, all this other stuff. We should fight for those issues. But we know the issues exist and we have to be strategic in how to break down those issues or how to thrive even though these issues exist right so for example just a little and then this is an analogy that's not even on the same level as any of this but say if it's a puddle in your kitchen right and you know it's a puddle in your kitchen but every time you go in the kitchen you walk past that puddle you slip and fall bust your head so next time what you gonna do you gonna go to the same puddle and walk the same way or you going okay the puddle is right there so i'm gonna go around the puddle try to get to where i gotta get to my destination or i'm gonna put something over the puddle to dry it up. You know what I'm saying? I think that we're so, as we should be, we're so focused on the issues and all these things like that, that we're not strategic enough. I think that a lot of times we, as a people, and there's people who are out here doing the work still, you know what I'm saying? Obviously, there's people out here doing the work. But as a, as a collective, we're not together unified on many issues. And I think that that causes us to... Um, try to cry and be like a, vic- a victim almost um, in a situation. They'd be like, all this stuff is happening to me. I can't win. Like, nah, you can win. It's going to be hard. You got to be more strategic. You got to get more people. You got to do this. You got to do that. Um, and then obviously our ancestors have showed us how to do that. And I think that we've lost sight of that. I think we lost, um, we lost understanding of what it takes as a movement. Like things don't happen overnight. Um, you go back, you know, about a month ago, everyone was protesting. And now some people are still protesting, but some people have forgotten about it. And you don't see no pictures with flaming police cars and you don't see none of that stuff. I'm not saying we should destroy our neighborhoods. I think that's, um needs to be said. I think we need to preserve our neighborhoods um, and not destroy them. It's a different way to get attention, but I think that has a place in all of the movement, obviously. Um, but I think that we need to stop waiting for something or waiting for someone to do something for us. And, you know, that goes back from to the welfare system and public housing and all that different stuff, which has conditioned us as a people. And that's a whole different conversation for a different day. Oh, yeah. It's definitely it's definitely layers to it. But you, you said, well, my favorite word is strategy. So just briefly, what do you think, if, 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 if you had to, like, diagnose um, what what is – what's the solution what's the strategy what are some things um specifically that we can kind of start to do now and i don't know if you want to just go ahead and plug with you know what i'm saying what the team kind of already doing but just give us some 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 how to's what can i do in my capacity right now to uh kind of move this move move our agenda forward no i think that and you know bj kind of touched on it already so i'll just start off in that way um we've gotten uh i think collaboration coming together with people who are like-minded and figuring out ways that strategies that we can attack um i think cultivating we all say black black lives matter but we need to focus on cultivating black lives 
Um, we're fighting for a chance that we matter. Let's show them we matter by our purchasing power, by what we do, by our moves we make. And then they'll be able to see it. You know, once, once we start affecting money, we start affecting the economy in a major way to, for us, because we affect the economy in a major way already. We, our purchasing power is, you know, worth trillions of dollars. But we don't affect it in our community. So if those, that money was coming to our community, now it's like, okay, they matter. We got to go and talk to them about this and this and this and this. So we cultivate black lives, supporting black businesses, um, organizing together, um, volunteering, giving our time, and then understanding what's going on in our community. Community meetings, like you go back to, you know, the 60s, where community meetings were like the hot spot to be, you know, because you want to know what's going on in your community so that you can be of assistance. And now I've been in community meetings where it's been two people there. And the person get up there and have speak because it's two people there. So um, I think that just doing a small thing, we're so focused on big, humongous, gigantic issues that we do the small things in our community. You have a, 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 a circle of people that you can influence. And if you work on those circle of people, then that, those seven people work on their circles of people and work on their circles of people, then we can eventually start to build some momentum and we just need to get on the same page. I think that's the biggest strategy for us right now is getting on the same page and then sitting down and organizing how can we support us and then having the discipline to follow through with it. I think we all have great ideas and everybody's saying, you know, support black businesses, but for how long? And then for how long can you realistically do it? You know, I was watching a Killer Mike show on Netflix a while back. And he tried to shop black for a whole day. And he was like, a lot of situations, he no black owned hotels. Yeah, no, no black owned riding service. We have one now. But like a lot of we gotta get in these pockets so that we can shop black. Because we can't shop at a black owned grocery store right now. I mean we have some, but they won't have everything that you need. So I think that just collaboration, man, um, and understanding how to cultivate black lives. And that's what BJ and I are doing with a group of young young individuals um, who are just seeking to be the organizers of the organizers, people who want to do things, people who want to go out and want to support. Um, and we're showing them how to do it. And then we're also doing a boycott. Right now we're doing a boycott of streaming services to take our money, not because we hate streaming services, but because we love us more. And we're taking it out and we're putting it towards our communities. That's like, what, $10 a month, $12 a month. You know what I'm saying? If you just spend like that. Imagine if you donated that $10. Now it's a 1,000 people donating $10, $10, man. That's a lot of money. Going back to our community serving us. Um, so I just think if we, our discipline and our collaboration is the biggest, for sure. And I, I can't help but agree, check, double check on everything that you just said, uh, again, if, if our listeners are just kind of looking for ways to get involved to right now, today, what can I do? Because we always say, hey, go out and vote, right? But people don't realize voting takes forever. <laughs> like, because once you vote, whoever it is you want in office, you still got to wait for them to kind of get their feet wet and then they got to argue back and forth. And it's, so it's a lot of change that, you know, yes, vote, please vote. It is very important. But what can we do today, right now? And so if you... Listeners are kind of looking for ways to really take, because um, I, I think I think Christ was the the greatest example of what activism looked like. So, 
if you're looking for ways to be able to to be like Christ, be in the world, be an activist for your people, cultivate this one. Buying black on uh, Instagram, we buy black is is another page to follow. It's a it's a bunch of different um, resources to to follow in and get out there and see how it is. Um, you can be of assistance to your community, man. And unfortunately, because we don't have that much time left, um, just can you tell us a little bit about what you got going on next? What's coming up for Swerve? What's coming up for Impact? Um, yeah, just what's, what, what you about to hop into, man? Oh, man, I'm, I'm like, during this quarantine, like people say the quarantine has been bad, which it has been for a lot of people. I don't want to say that. But God has just sustained me during this quarantine and been able to allow me to work and collaborate with people remotely, which has been awesome. Um, so with Serve Period, like I said, I'm trying to redirect that to do more service. Right now it's harder to do service because of COVID-19 and all the protocols and different type of things. But I want that to be a funnel to um, fund some things, fund some things in the community with impact. So it's not just clothes. You're buying these clothes to be able to fund something. So that's just me switching up my business plan a little bit. So that's what's coming with Serve Period. I got some ideas for some stuff. Um, we took our website down. We're doing reconstruction on our website. So it's really just a whole rebrand branded thing that's happening with Sarah Period right now. So it takes patience. I think when it comes out, it'll be done the right way. I think a lot of people will enjoy it. Um, with Impact, um, we just started our football team. So we have a football team now. They'll be getting started pretty soon. Um, they're going to have practices and stuff. So um, and they're going to be playing. They're playing in a, a different league. They were going to play in Cleveland Muni, but now they're not playing in Cleveland Muni. Um, but we're going to be doing that. We're going to be doing AAU basketball coming up. So really just trying to take it to the next level as far as having teams and sponsoring teams. Um, and more collaboration with more people. Cultivate, as we said, is, is something that me and BJ are working on. And a lot, amongst some other people. And we just just trying to go after it, man. Just more collaboration. Um, getting out here in the community, understanding this this is a unique time, so we need to go hit the pavement harder. Impact mm -hmm. Youth is also looking for, at some tutoring because the CMSD schools are going um, remote for the first nine weeks. And as we know, for people who don't have a computer, don't have Wi-Fi, and then unmotivated kids with parents who don't really aren't really present, that's a, that's a recipe for disaster. They're going to be so behind. So we want to do tutoring. Um, I coach basketball at John Marshall High School, so definitely with my team and other teams who come on um, and get on board with it and then do some character training with them as well to combat this COVID-19 stuff. Um, but just moving, man. Just just really, really just trying to let God lead me and use me. This year, that's why I said, even on my vision board, I didn't really write a whole lot of stuff down. I said, God, I just want you to use me whichever way you see fit. And he's been putting me in rooms and in positions that I didn't think I would be in. So, um some good stuff coming down the pipe, but you know, I'm so proud of you, little big brother. Aw, so proud. Just so, make me feel like a proud parent. Tell the people how they can uh, get in contact with you. Um, through Instagram, my Instagram is serve, S-E-R-V-E dot rich. Um, and we also have Instagram for our Impact Youth account. It's uh, impact underscore youth underscore inc and then also you can follow our cultivate page which is at cultivate us now and that's pretty much all the things that i'm doing right now you'll see some stuff posting and see some stuff going on 
So if any of you have any little children and need to, you know, get some stuff done during this quarantine, we are being safe, socially distant with our trainings and having masks and all those different type of protocols. But one thing you don't want to do is have your child sit in the house and waste away. They need to have something that they're doing and something that they're going towards. So um, Impact Youth is a place for that. And um, all that stuff will be on my Instagram page and everything else. We also have a website, impactyouthinc.org. You can check us out on there and you can sign up. We have uh, donations. We have all those different types of things on there. It's a really nice web page. So. Definitely appreciate you, man, watching with us today, man. Uh, we're definitely praying for you. Continue to be grateful for God, man, everything you're doing with the youth, man. And uh, we definitely want to support you as well. So I'm definitely, uh, the Fixed Radio Show, want to definitely help you in some form or fashion. So I'm going to definitely get with T. Richard, and uh, we'll figure out how we can collab on some stuff and, uh, you know, do some stuff together. Any, any closing thoughts you want to say, T? I'll see you hop back up. Oh, no, just pre I appreciate you, bro. You already know what's up. Uh, I appreciate y'all having me on. It's a great opportunity. So I watch the show. So I appreciate, you know, appreciate y'all having me. Appreciate you, man. Richard Austin, ladies and gentlemen, uh, keep it locked. We're going to go to a music break and uh, we got another hot interview coming up too as well. So keep it locked. Right now, let's get into some new Eshawn Burgundy. Uh, I felt that featuring Derek Murner. You tuned into The Fix. The Fix is in. Yes, sir. All glory to the most shot God. Yeah. When David told Saul I could have killed you, but I respect you as my king, I felt that. When Daniel said it's not me, but it's God who interprets these dreams, I felt that. And when the Hebrew boy said we serving God, whether we live or we die, I felt that. And when Christ looked toward the most high and said, forgive them because they blind, I felt that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I felt that. Approaching taboo subjects. At the risk of seeming insensitive and suspect Dodging the full blitz of those robbing the pulpits Hundreds of years of them never making it clear they appear Racially biased when we all should be united In a church the human race gets interpreted in its truest state There is no debate for Galatians 3.28 This feel like provocation, I know that's your first observation That's kinda how I feel when it comes to these denominations The gospel is distributed equally, there's no debating It's like the truth gets taught and preached but it is never learned Like our cooperation with God is only only on our terms, it's like, if I'ma do it, then I'ma do it like this. I'ma make a graven image and I'ma show him like this. I only promote this, even though this doesn't exist. This a false image, but I've taught you to believe that this is authentic. Where's the conviction when you need it, baby? It's a cold world and I've been feeling anemic lately. My fascination with the facts is what got me seeming crazy to you. And all your passive aggression, that is the proof, pastor. Why you bless the food, please ask for humility. You can't hate my color, then call me brother, that's what be killing me. Don't believe the gospel that the clan preach, that's wickedness. You can't study the script and omit the truth, that's ridiculous. God formed man out of the African dust. If that goes against your theology, I would imagine that's rough. But listen, if I'm prescription in the God that provides, and has the power to subside the pain, while killing your pride And if we're called to read the chapters in his house That same call come with a charge to give an accurate account I said If we called to read the chapters in his house That same call come with a charge to give an accurate when account When David so told Saul I could've killed you But I respect you as my king I felt that When Daniel said it's not me But it's God who interprets these dreams I felt that And when the Hebrew boy said We serving God whether we live or we die I felt that and when Christ looked toward the most high and yeah. said, forgive them because they blind, yeah. I felt that. Yeah, yeah. 
Oh yeah, okay. The cops kill it again. You more mad at me for saying it. And then the cop that killed him, and I don't get the picture. I know the children listening. Rather show them how to stand for truth than do a youth group and tell them jump, jump. This is not your tap dancing sambo type of flow. This that revolutionary. Get your foot up off my throat for every ancestor raped, burned, and lynched on the tree. Pray to y'all for liberation. He said that starts with me. So I hopped up in that word, started praying with my feet. I learned that from Frederick Douglass. I history more than hustling. I destiny more than selling dope and popping beans or warring in the street over rented properties that we don't own. On Stranger, I rap to you. Change the world, I sang to you. Online, I talk to you. I'm thinking you don't want to listen. Fine. I pray for you and then reclaim my time like Maxine. That living water, wash my soul clean. I got a mission. Protesters marching, cops hit them with batons in their knees. Our world in disarray. Oh, Adonai, what does it mean? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth, justice and peace. Forgiveness for our souls for now holding Christ is the king. Kingdom come, kingdom come, kingdom come, your kingdom come, kingdom come, kingdom come, your will be done. When David told Saul I could have killed you, but I respect you as my king, I felt that. And when Daniel said it's not me, but it's God who interprets these dreams, I felt that. And when the Hebrew boy said we serving God whether we live or we die, I felt that. And when Christ looked toward the most high and said, forgive them because they blind, I felt that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I felt that.
Trying to weather the storm Trust me when I say I've been there before I had days when it didn't seem fair You said the load was never too much to bear Things I had to go through So I could better know you Cause when I know I can't do it on my own You're the one that I am leaning on All things work And now I know even when it's over, you still need to pray. The Lord hears you when you pray, and He responds when you pray. Lord, all I can do is pray. So much pain in the world, they've been taking our girls and enslaving them, real talk. All the hate being spread and the blood being shed, I can tell that we need God. We've been going to war within ourselves. I know I can't do it on my own
stand up. James left, but the king still reigns here. No tears, no love lost, no rain here. Delivers, I promise, Santa rain here. Love, love for the city still resides here. Fix for your ailment, faith that resides outside the lines. Detox your mind, cause it matters. Art, art outside the box, we paint splatter. The fix is in, and we rock a channel. We rock with them for what's deep within. Expose those who talk but don't live. Expose those who talk but don't live. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they speak, so tell me whose face do they see? Repeat. Take offense, take offense. Judge by the fruit from the tree. But if the fruit tastes like the streets, and money is the fruit that they seek, so tell me whose face do they seek? Yes, sir. You're tuned back into The Fix, your source of faith infused hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Just came off a music set. Uh, we started off with New Eshan Burgundy uh, off his latest project. Um, I felt that featuring Derek Minor. Um, we also played Reconcile, Streets Ain't Safe. Um, we played that new Corinne Hawthorne, too, as well, Pray. Um, that actually just dropped this week. Uh, Corinne Hawthorne's project is on the way. We definitely... Uh, Excited to hear what that project sounds like. And that track that just went off was YB featuring Wande next. Uh, so, yeah, we, we uh, definitely want to keep you all up to date with all the latest music. Uh, definitely continue to email us um, to get on our Spotify playlist. Uh, listen, y'all been showing out. I got so many emails. I'm going through so much music. Um, we're probably going to start creating more playlists. So uh, I'll definitely follow us on IG to keep up with the playlist and the placements and, and continue to email us your music. We want to get uh, your music out there to the people. And uh, yeah, we back. We back. Uh, yeah, we got a special guest in the building again, T. Uh, you want to go ahead and uh, intro? Oh, for sure. So listen, uh, me and, and, and this incredible poet that I will never go against in the slam, uh, go back to Kent days, man. Hey, how long we been out of college, yo? <laughs> it's been a yeah, minute. You old, you uh, old. Uh, uh, oh, uh oh, uh oh. Look at the picture. The skin is still snatched. Look at the pic. All right. Anyway, uh, less about me and more about this incredible artist. Just really sold out for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell in their music. You can tell in their been out of school that long. Yo, chill, chill, chill. Again, the skin is snatched. All right. <laughs> um, and, and you can tell in her music. You can tell in the way she she moved. Uh, just in her life, one of the very, very few artists I think, just on the poetry side, who live when she get up there and say. Uh, and, and so it's man, I, y'all gotta hear it from her her mouth. And the hair is fire, <laughs> y'all. So. If, if that give you any idea how she kind of present herself. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a with a good cause. <laughs> hey, when I tell you, that's probably one of the truest statements, like, about just, yeah, that part. So I don't want to take up too much time. I want you to kind of hop into who you are, what you do. Uh, so normally when we bring folks on, well, first of all, thank you for coming through. Like, we oh, can't no thank problem. you enough. Especially no you, you teaching, you got art going on, you got you in school, you got all type of stuff going. So just thank you for giving us this time. No uh, just first for the people, kind of happen to when did you first fall in love with Christ? Like, what's your faith story and journey, and kind of take us a little bit along. Just kinda, oh. you know how, how you. Oh, man. Um, yeah. I was, yeah part. A, I was always a um, a church baby. Um, my entire life, I grew up Baptist. Um, then I left for college and went uh, non-denominational uh, at a Liberty Tabernacle, and then I ended up interdenominational. Um, so it's just learning, I guess, learning different sides of God in different seasons. 
Um, I think people only want to know him one way, and that's their way. There are multiple sides of God that we have not yet to explore yet. So um, just learning different sides of him, who he is, how he is, how he operates, um, what his will is, what mine is, um, those type of things. But um, I, uh, I, like I said, I'm a rebel with a good cause. So I was always at church. I'm a musician. So sometimes, I won't say all times, most musicians don't be paying attention what's going on in church. We just hitting our cues. So um, just did that and um, I got in a really bad place in life. And so I started writing and I did not start exploring who God was until that gift had presented itself. itself. Um, started writing on my walls in our old house with uh, oil pastels. And my mom was like, it better come off. Or, or something, you know, me and you going to have a good time with you, <laughs> you know? So uh, I was like, Lord, let it come off. And then it got to a point where um, I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't really start adding scripture or context to it um, until I got into college. Um, it was just something that gave me an outlet that wasn't negative. And um, I started, you know, aligning his word with what I was saying and started understanding the power of words, affirmations. Um, you know, if, if I just taught a Yeepaw class this week, so I spoke word class, I'm like, you know, if the whole Bible is wrote in words, we better be careful with him. You know, he could have used pictures. He could have used um, anything else, but he chose words to give us our instruction. So, I thought that was very powerful. Like, eh, people use words loosely. Um, they don't know how important they are. So uh, I started um, really getting into it, um, not just reading, but studying for myself, um, probably mid-20s. Not actually too long ago, I had always read a scripture, memorized it, you know, what is it called, Sunday school and stuff like that. You had to, or you wouldn't get your little snack. But as far as studying it, um, just a few years ago, and man, my mind has been, you know, blown. My thought process has been opened and, and widened. I'm like, well, if this say this, then what does that mean? So I'd be finding myself doing stuff that I thought old people only do, you know, cross-referencing uh, things like that. I'm like, why do my mind have so many, You know what I mean? Yeah, what? Yeah. No, oh, I forgot. I left that part out. Comedian, man. Oh. Comedian. Okay. Uh, and you know, you think 30 is old and I'm, I'm almost knocking on it, but I'm, I'm not there yet. So due to the virus, I might turn 29 again next year. I haven't figured that out yet, but I find myself doing those things like that because I, I want to know him. I just don't want to read about him. I want him and I to be friends. You know, that's my home. Like never turned his back. I can tell him anything and it's going to stay right there. I ain't got to worry about somebody getting on the phone and calling this person like, girl, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to do that. It stay locked, you know, um, just really understanding that he really is a high priest, you know what I mean? Sitting there all day, interceding, you know, making sure I don't get what I deserve. You know, that's mercy, you know what I mean? And, and giving me new ones every morning. And uh, I'm definitely graced. Uh, I will say that about myself. Um, definitely graced. And I don't even know why, 
but I'm grateful that I am. You know, I don't look like, you know, the torment or the mental um, dilemma that I was in. I don't look like what I've been through. So um, just probably around 1920 is my, where my faith journey really starts. Um, even though a lot of people are always in church, they don't really start their journey just because they're sitting in the church. Um, something detrimental or something has to happen for them to be like, okay, let me change my approach. What I've been doing hasn't been working. Let me try something else. And it's something very scary and powerful about walking into the unknown. You know what I mean? It, it's like, I've never been here before. And God's like, but I have. I know what this is about to be. If you just take my hand, you know what I mean? We can make it through this unknown. You know, it talks about, Bible talks about, uh, we walk by faith and not by sight. And so what I was explaining to somebody a little earlier is that your ears have always been more important than your eyes. But a lot of people go off of what they see over what they hear. And when you hear something, you better be obedient to it because obedience is better than sacrifice. So, uh, you better say that. Yeah. You better say that. <laughs> hey, I ain't even gonna hold you. That your ears is more important than your eyes, bro. I ain't even gonna hold you. It's gonna be on the t-shirt. It, it, <laughs> it, it. I'm gonna go on and tag it. I'll 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 cite the information. I'll cite the information, but it's it's a conversation starter, and yeah. it just leads me to try to. I, I really want to dive into. So, at at what point? Um, what did you hear, and be it music, be it poetry, that kind of really shaped and influenced how you write, how you perform, how you do your art? Oh, well, like I've and, always- and, and to add to that, sorry, to add to that, yep. the submission part. Why, why did you choose to submit to, when you heard that, to doing what God told you to do? Man, so here's the thing. I've always, well, until about my uh early 20s mid 20s and a lot of people might think you know listen to me man you've been doing this for a while no um the the person well a few people shaped me i like the uh i like the um the last poet um very heavily into their, their um we all in agreement on that <laughs> They write a style, man, it's just so, the way they write a beat is, it's ridiculous. Um, in my area, in Akron, um, there was a void that I felt uh, led to feel. Um, in Akron, there is spoken word. Um, there is not, there wasn't, to my knowledge, to my knowledge, I may be wrong, there wasn't a Christian spoken word artist I, I never heard it in Akron. Never. Heard it would it. actually be correct. Even in my time, there wasn't. Okay. Yeah, I never heard it, and so I I see in elements too when I pray. I'm I'm like an elemental person. I have a book coming out later this fall, um, just about the intentionality of God and water. Um, I'll give y'all a quick insight before I get back to the story. Um, the most creative book on the Bible is Genesis. The most creative chapter in the Bible is Genesis one, like. People think I'm going to say something deep. No, read it. I'm telling you, the ability to create in six days and then rest, like, it's amazing. And so there's a reason that God waited, I believe, to the sixth day to create humans. And that's because he had to put everything else in place. Even though he gave us dominion over those things, 
he had to make sure something else would worship him just in case humans would. So trees are considered giant angels. If you read different versions, like the tree of life version, they're considered giant angels just in case a human won't bow, a tree can. Just because a human won't flow in the spirit, the water will. You know what I mean? Those type of things. That's, that's what my book is about. Um, so when I seen the, um, the void while I was praying, it was just like a huge space. And um, what I seen, it was just like pastors and then people and then nothing in between it. So I, I try to look at myself as a bridge. Um, I don't have a specific demographic, although it might be millennials, but um, there's a variety of people at my show from um, Generation Z to baby boomers. And I need that because the baby boomers will give me wisdom on how to handle these other age groups. Um, and quite honestly, them baby boomers' pockets is deep. So uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I have to... I have to um, balance all of that. So it was just like, you have to fill this void right here. You can speak to these people and you can speak to those people. So it's kind of like I laid myself flat as a bridge. Um, and then not only did it become bridges between church and God was like, okay, now that you've bridged a little bit and started conversation um, in the church about traditional thinking traditional ways um, versus new ways and things like that. I'm going to send you to corporate America. And it was just like, are you sure? Like me, the person that felt invisible for most of their life, you have literally taken me from a place of invisibility and put me on the platform to where not only I don't feel like I have to be seen, just heard. Poetry is all about being heard. Yeah, they might come to see you, but their ears is listening. Um, so... I'm just like corporate America. So then I, I started doing corporate America events. It was so crazy. I went to university hospitals, spoke to the nurses, um, went to uh, First Energy, who is now called Synergy in Canton, and spoke to them. It was just like really weird. And then it opened up even more. And it was like, now that you have been obedient to what I've told you, even though you're scared, we're just about to have some fun now. So now my fun is weddings, baby showers, bridal showers. I love it. You know, it's, it's, it feels like a vacation because it's not hard work to me. I'm vacationing. This is what I love to do. Um, I might get there a day early, have a day to myself, spend some time with God. And um, you do my show or my event and um, come back home. So I, I really enjoy it. But it's always obedience first. And even... Even when I write, I don't say things that people want to hear. Um, for me, it's all about hitting a vein, um, making the audience connect with you. It's um, bringing what's in you out of you and placing it into an audience, um, whatever you want to convey, whatever uh, emotion you want to bring about. You have to give all of that in your dramatics, your, your delivery, your tone. And then I understood that you use all four of your lobes in your brain when you're writing and speaking. So the temporal, the parietal, the frontal, and occipital lobe, you use all of those things uh, when you're doing poetry and you don't even know it. One part has speech, one part has motion, you know, those type of things. So you use all of that when you do spoken word to get across what you need to get across. And so um, once I submitted to the gift and I'm like, okay, Lord, this is my part 
of how I can be a part of the body. I don't need to be on stage. My entire family is filled with pastors. My great-grandfather was one. My grandfather now, my grandmother's a pastor of care. My mother's a minister. My cousin is my pastor. My sister is evangelist. I like poetry. I ain't have it. Hear me? I don't need a collar. I don't need a pulpit up there. And pulpits are essentially pulling people out of their pit so I don't have to be behind that to get my point across. You know, and there's been times God's power, I mean, it's, it's, it's just crazy when you submit and write your truth and his will. When those two things come together, regardless of how ugly your truth is, God's power and grace will cover that thing. I don't care how, and I've been, I've done, I'm not even afraid to admit it, like some foul things that I will write about because nine times out of 10, you're foul too, and I don't care. And I'm hitting the vein <laughs> and I'm looking at you dead in your eyes because you're doing it too. I've had pastors come up to me like, I wrote a specific poem about pornography. Uh, man, you is telling on me. No, I'm telling on me. What happens is you just connected with it. And now you feel, but thank you for telling me because it ain't gonna go nowhere. I'm gonna pray for you about it. Or God's power falls so heavy after some poetry that um, I've seen like pastors, they wouldn't even preach when I was done. It would just be, uh, I mean, literally look like a thick cloud in there. They just, I mean, Everybody lost it, and I was just standing there like, I couldn't believe it. I'm like, and that's really what put me on the map after that happened. It was a youth service um, out at Liberty Tabernacle, and I was just so stuck. I, I just stood there and watched everybody go crazy. <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? This normally only happens when pastors preach, or when somebody sings good. But the fact that you anointed my words um, and words are, are a war tactic. You know, it says in Psalms 144 and 1, you know, David wrote, teach my fingers how to war. And a lot of people thought that meant um, being a musician. No, he was talking about writing. So, uh, Listen, I don't know about y'all. She dropping so many gems. She just dropping gem after gem after gem. This is why I said what I said. I what I said. I said what I said. Oh. We're not ever going to battle. Like we, we can be on the same panel. We get, but we will never go toe to toe on some. We just won't. Like know but your language. I know I don't mine. Even slam though. That's the thing. I'm not a slammer. And we will never. Okay, so good because because we won't. <laughs> I'm not a slammer. You you just dropped so many jewels, man. There's so many different ways to take the question. But I think I would be most, my, at least my last question for a little bit. Just, we we pour so much. We we excite, we, you know, and even ignite people to go and follow purpose and, and look at God and all these things. Was there a time, was there a performance that you remember that somebody came and something they said to you just kind of, it, it was it was more giving than what you gave? Um, so, so. Do you remember that moment? Who was that? What, where yeah. were you in your life? Like, talk a little bit about that moment. Yep. Um, there's two instances. Um, I was in 10th grade. Um, my hair had started falling out. Um, I had bad self-esteem, really. Um, low self-confidence. Um, I was always smart, which made, which made me a butthole. 
So uh, <laughs> I was taking AP classes as a sophomore. So I'm in classroom with a whole bunch of seniors and I'm getting my work done and I'm a butthole because I'm broken and nobody knows it. Even though I got class clown multiple years in a row um, and I played basketball, I was, I was a broken little girl. Um, daddy issues that I'm just now resolving. Um, my father and I are actually uh, rebuilding our relationship. It's a beautiful thing um, because for a while, I really didn't like that man. You know what I mean? Like um, my father is on cocaine. Um, he might still use to this day, might not. I don't know. He disappears for months at a time. Um, uh, was a thief. Um, when you do drugs, it um, causes you to um, not be in your right mind and do things. What broke my heart is uh, he uh, was inside one of my aunt's house and stole from them and I caught him. That's what broke me. I seen him inside my aunt's house. And I'm like, you, I probably didn't use nice language right there. Um, so, and then um, another instance, I remember um, we woke up one Christmas and all our presents were gone. Because um, he took them and sold them for some cocaine. Um, so those type of things, growing up, everybody had parents on parents' day, on grandparents' day. Um, one of my grandmothers was like my best friend. So she died when I was eight. So I'm just like, nobody comes to school. You know, for me, I don't feel supported. My mother worked a lot cause um, my sister and I, so she had to support us as a single parent. So my favorite person in the world, she's amazing. Um, love her to death and to life. Um, so a teacher in 10th grade, um, I was taking AP geography at the time. I'm a history geek, fun fact. Um, taking AP geography, um, dealing with spatial alignment, things like that. And uh, we were just hanging out after class one day and he said, you don't even know who you are yet. He says, you're going to write great things and you don't even know. He's like, not only poems, but books too. Now I was writing, but I, it was a hobby at the moment it was like an outlet so i'm just like who are you to speak into a future that's never been affirmed i think growing up a lot of people go astray because parents never affirm them me personally um i love my mom but she was always gone so things like having prayer in the household in the morning or affirming who your daughter is and who your daughter isn't or who your children are. That's important in shaping a person's reality because if you don't know your identity and you don't get affirmed in those things, you go looking for it anywhere you can find it. Um, so him and, uh, um, you know, I'm getting older. Like I said, I'm almost 30. I don't have any kids, I'm not in a relationship. Um, so sometimes, and then, you know, in a sense, sometimes I feel um, like my, uh, my, uh, my time is over, in a sense, um, because I've started teaching more and being in school at Ohio Media School. Um, I like being behind the camera more than I like being in front of it now. And um, so I was warring with that. Um, I'm raising up a lot of poets. Um, under me 
that I just want them to just take off where I left it. And I want them to do it better than I did. My big thing that I've been working on for years is finances. So I would make a decent amount of money and I would have nothing to show for it. And I'm like, Lord, something has to change. But when you've never had a lot of it or when you've never been taught how to manage it, you don't, you know what I mean? You don't know what to at that point. So um, now I'm, I'm much better with it. I know I still got a lot of growing to do. That credit score has shot up a bit. I'm like, praise the Lord. But <laughs> this is a struggle. Um, so, um, oh, I think I got to find that. Um, so uh, just, um, and, and the lady, I was in Mansfield. Shout out to Mansfield, Ohio. That is my second home. They roll out the red carpet for me every time I go there. I'm like, y'all really think I'm somebody? So um, Oasis of Love Church, any of their community events I'm ever at, it's always one person specifically attentive to me for that entire day. And I'm just like, this is crazy. Um, so Mansfield, Ohio, her name is um, Buffy. Uh, Buffy Williams, she's a, a prophet out there. I love her to death. And the Edwards. And um, she walked up to me after the last time I was there. This was actually recently. Um, where somebody spoken to me more than I give out. Um, and she said, stop wrestling with it. You'll never stop being creative. And I'm just like, you literally answered a prayer that I've been praying like, God, you know, am I done yet? You know, am I, am I running out of creative ideas? Like, which way do you want me to shift my focus? is my creative period over and for her to come and just say that like stop wrestling with that you'll never stop being creative is what the lord says so i'm just like okay you know well let me move on so then i started uh, shifting my attention to design so this is one of my shirts i actually have on right now um from my ptsd line from um dethrone I was diagnosed with uh, PTSD in June 2019. Um, it makes sense, <laughs> seeing as how my life has been a bit rocky growing up and things like that. And um, I was just into learning my triggers. And um, so my acronym for PTSD is past thoughts should die. And um, it's not just for war veterans is what I found out. And um, this shirt, Triumph Over Triggers. I really want to be triumphant over my triggers. PTSD is a mental thing. Um, you wake up or if something reminds you of that trauma, you immediately relive it. I don't want to relive it every day. You know, some days I lose the battle. Um, other days I don't, I'm fine. You know what I mean? But um, just positive affirmations on clothing, you know, debunking mental health one step at a time. Um, my business partner and I, Ari Sharice, um, who actually owns Black Sheep Beauty as well. Um, we just... We just was like, we over it. We tired of being silent about it. Somebody got to start the conversation because we're not okay. You know what I mean? We're never, well, I won't say never. We're never going to talk about it if somebody doesn't make it feel like it's okay. Me being a person I am, it's okay, y'all. I battle too. Like, nobody is exempt from a battle. You know, nobody. I mean, you can stop fighting if you want to, but the enemy ain't going to never stop fighting you that whole part that whole part and i just gotta cut in real quick sis and give you a 
um, your roses for what you're doing. Again, touching on so many different topics. I'm like, fuck it, you got to do a whole panel slash workshop slash <laughs> show, show life together uh, with the exposure. So just, just show Man, roses. What you working on? Uh, let me tell you something. We don't have enough time because we got to... <laughs> We got a couple more questions for you, but just, I mean, to answer everything you're doing, just how, how can I affect my oh my and using um, this here mouthpiece and, and, and whatnot, but really just to give you some roses because you're pouring so much for us, uh, what you're doing is just incredibly important, so thank you for your obedience to God, and, and you know, we're always praying for whoever come on the show and just kind of keep it in mind mm-hmm. as an activist, as a community leader, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever power and prayer you need, drop that in the in the in the comments for us, so we can keep that in mind. And to our listeners, make sure you keep up with folks like exposure because that mental health piece in the black community, if we don't start talking about it more, if we don't start identifying it as PS, uh, PTSD, if we don't start really calling it what it is, one, we can't deal with it, two, we can't heal it. So, just yeah, thank you. Yeah, that's it. For us to even have the discussion. Uh, and I know so you look like you had a question, so I'm gonna I'm shut up. I just had to give her them give her them quick roses real quick, man. No, I'm gonna let Suave hop in and then I I come after Suave. Oh, okay, my bad. So um I was actually about to mention uh PTSD, because uh, I saw the shirt on Facebook. Um we have a segment uh which I discuss uh, mental mental health, um seeking help for it. Uh yeah. What I learned in church, uh, I'm over our mental health at our church, and I discuss um, Jesus and therapy. Most people yeah. like the, oh, when I go to therapy, I don't need Jesus, or I got Jesus, I don't need therapy. No, uh, Jesus and therapy works. Um, as a person that suffers from obsessive compulsive disorder, most people think it's just to be in a neat freak, and it's not. Okay. Um, the shirt actually. That was literally the first thing I, I that popped up when I searched your name. You wearing a white uh, PTSD shirt, and I'm like, I gotta get that shirt. I like this thing for <laughs> period. Like I, I have to get that. Um, but most definitely, I, I, it's another shirt I like too. Um, like mental health, but it actually breaks out me and heal. Love that shirt. Got to yeah. get that one too. Okay, uh, you seen that? Oh yeah, yeah, I seen. It even, well, we are dropping seen it too as well. I, I was, I was gonna say that. I'll go wait and see you in person. And that's it. No, no worries. Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's important. I'm a we'll find it, bro. All right, I'm, I'm on it. Anything, anything mental health, I'm on it. Uh, I'm most definitely gonna search for it. Um, but I, I want you to speak more on to uh, people actually seeking that help, like. When you discuss, um, when you discuss, basically, you you kind of just said it like, although you may try to stop fighting, it, the enemy won't stop fighting you. Yeah. Dis- discuss that in a, in a sense to to actually get our listeners, those who are actually going through something, because you know, daddy issues, mommy issues, uh, those those go hand in hand with certain <laughs> certain mental health issues that people don't like to like to address. Um, you can get PTSD from a car accident. You can get PTSD from a sports incident. Um, obsessive compulsive disorder is not being just a neat freak. I, I, pref- I prefer order and organization. If it's out of order, I freak out. It, it happens that way. Um, 
certain things that people don't don't address, uh, especially in our our community, is mental health. Yeah. Speak more onto the stigma of mental health and seeking help. Uh, the thing about stigmas is. Um, it's only a label you allow people to place on you. Um, it's not necess necessarily something you believe about yourself, but because they said it about you, it must be true. Um, mental health is, is a monster, honestly, um, that people don't want to face and they wonder why they're losing a battle. Um, it's okay. That's the only thing I can think of. It is okay to be dealing with something. I think we look around and try to place ourselves in competition with someone else. And when you realize you don't have what they have, it causes you to feel a lack as a person, causes you to feel a heaviness, um, like you behind the times, like you're never gonna be able to keep up. And that causes stress, you know, some type of trauma, like, and then things like, well, maybe if my parents would have done better, you know, I'd be a little bit better off in life. And granted, that may be true, you know what I mean? But you're here now. The only thing you can do is focus on bettering yourself. A lot of pe people think wealth is equivalent to financial health, and that's not it. Wealth is a whole man. So I want to speak to your whole man today and let you know that you aren't the only one that has been through or had these type of emotions. I spoke about God as a high priest, right? When Jesus walked the earth, well, Jesus as a high priest, when Jesus walked the earth, the Bible says he felt everything that we felt. So there are instances in the Bible, right, where people go through periods of anguish. And I love it because most of those periods of anguish are written in poetry form. There are five books in the Bible that's written in poetry, right? And most of them have some type of anguish. So if you look at Job, you can't tell me he didn't have PTSD, some type of trauma, some type of anguish going on. He lost everything. You might have lost everything. Stop letting the enemy make you feel like you are the only one. That's a lie, and I cancel that out of your thinking now in the name of Jesus. Even you look at Jesus, right? He prayed three times until he started bleeding. He didn't want to go to that cross. That's the truth. But he did it because he knew something had to be fulfilled. He was in anguish, anguish in a beautiful garden, right? The where he, the, the, and then you have to think about, get you a solid circle. I need you to get a solid two or three friends that you can trust. Because honestly, when I started, it was like, I was such a public figure and I'm speaking to the people that are in places of authority now. Um, you are such in a high place at your job. You're a boss, you're a CEO, you're an artist with a good following. And so you have these weak moments that you don't know who to share them with. Get you a circle of friends that can handle your brokenness. That's the other part. Circle of friends that can handle, handle your brokenness. Hey T, she ain't no preacher. Nah, nah, you know, yeah. <laughs> Female version of Darius Daniels. She just don't want to, you know, talk about it. But we moving I, I, on from I, there. I, we moving on from there. Lord. <laughs> Look, back, back. You know how I feel about Darius Daniels. <laughs> so, to, so to say, like, I, I mean that, like, just 
appreciate you. This is where I want to just, I'm sorry, because you, you got so many nuggets, but. So uh, many, and, and I just appreciate I, you. Let me say I appreciate you. Like, you're spitting the truth. For sure. And I did, did, again, the pen right here is for all the artists listening or anybody in their craft. Yeah. Know your craft. Like, you, you broke down poetry from a scientific, you know, uh, a level when you start to talk about the parts of the brain that are activated when we're performing. No, you're a craft. Because again, if, if we want to keep putting the Bible in it, if faith without works is dead, then what's the work part? What what what's the work that He's asking you to do? Because there's a level that He wants us to live on, right? Like God have a preference for your life; He prefers for us to live in, in the greatest that He has. But what that work part? And so, really, what level are you working at? Because you could be looking at folks comparing yourself. The only difference between a lot of those and those of us that we look at. And us is the work ethic. Like, sis is, is balling or doing whatever you find a success because she worked. Like, so what's that work part? So just shout out to your work ethic and knowing your craft, bro. Like, like I'm listening to you and you can tell you're well read. You can tell you spent some time with Christ. You can tell I, I go beyond just talking about it. Like, I'm really backing this up with some. So check my facts, boo, on some. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> like we got to get at, get, get. Just get that big ups to you for real. And I'm, I'm like, focus, we almost out of time. And like, I know. So I want to get back to Rico's question real quick, right? So back to the people that, that handle it. If you look at Jesus, when he did something very miraculous, when he went up to the mountain and he was transformed, right? Or when he went to the garden, right? There are certain level of friends that can only see that. So when he did those things, he took the same three people with him, right? Peter, James, and John. Then those three, outside of those three, it was a circle of 12. That they never get to see him outside like that. And then outside of that circle of 12, it was 72 that had never catch him slipping like that. You know what I mean? So understand, everybody ain't your friend. There's different levels that can handle your brokenness, that can handle your real truth. You know what I mean? Those three, those 12, those 72. But then I want to... Um, speak to those people who are feeling like they don't have anybody and I, I i want to i want to break down every mentality that you got um every lie that the enemy is telling you that you don't have anybody around you that you can trust um every time i know for personal ptsders it's like when you're around you're like are they talking about me no sis no bro nobody Nobody is thinking like that about you. That's things that's happening in your brain. It's the things, you know what I mean? That the only thing the enemy can do is talk to you. But the minute you tell him to shut up, he gonna go away for a while, but he coming back. But when he come back, you gotta be stronger with that first or that second, you know, be quiet, you know what I mean? And it's gonna get to a point where, you know, there's always a point in battle where it feels like you're drained. Right, and right bef after that draining moment is where victory comes. So when you next time you feel drained, I want you to feel like this is a good thing because something about to happen for me. Anytime something bad goes on in my life, I might cry or be upset in that moment, but I'm like, you know what? Something coming. Something coming. And my book is called The Crossover, and what I'm talking about um, water is, you know. When David 
they went and took their wives and everything. And he asked, should I pursue them? That was a moment of anguish for him. God told him, yes, they got to the place where they could have been refreshed at him and 600 soldiers got to this, to this brook. Um, I think it's called Brook, um, Brook Ela or something like that. I write about Brooks. I can't remember off the top of my head, but 200 of his soldiers stayed there. They did not want to cross over. Now, here's the thing. What you need to be refreshed by is right by you. They could have been refreshed right by that water, but they were so stuck on being drained, they didn't see where they refreshing was. All they had to do was get some water and some rest right there and cross over with the rest of David's people. But because they were so engaged in battle, they didn't see or they couldn't focus. They were so drained. They were tired. We feel those things when we're depressed. Um, we feel those things when we stressed out. We don't want to do nothing. We want to lay on the couch, eat our favorite food and things like that. You're right at your place of refreshing. All you need to do is take a drink of them and cross over. And once you cross over, the enemy going to take you right where your stuff is. Ain't that what happened? They found an Egyptian right in the field. Yeah. And he led them to where all their stuff was. Come on, church. Where the plate? Where the plate, Doc? Where's my cash at? Tell y'all, y'all get my book when it come out. It's going to be real good. Oh, yeah, we okay. love your book. Listen, uh, sis, you, you got something to spit today? You, can, can, you got a poem or something you can spit? Uh, let me see. Look, look, that's all right. We got to go to a music break anyway. When we come back, we, we see uh, you can bless the people with some. Uh, keep it locked. Uh, exposure is giving out gems. If you ain't listening, I don't know what you're doing. Right now, though, uh, we're going to get into a music break. We'll be right back. Right now, we got Dayton walking while blind. You're tuned into The Fix. The Fix is in. Yes, sir. I my head down in reverence Cause we all know we're having with pride in heaven I was bound at the age of just 11 That's just gonna be my true one is confession Ever since the name of Jesus left my lips it hit me different That you ain't been the same, I've been switching up my interests I'm trying to turn around before my time is up It'd be a shame to burn in hell, I know those flames are blistering yeah. I said mama, Wondering if God was listening from there With a clench, fist in the air I screamed out, this isn't fair Look at our conditions compared to yours You sit in a chair in paradise While we're stuck in hell like prisoners here Give us your ear, God, if you really exist in the pit And when he didn't, I thought he doesn't or just doesn't care But I was wrong, cause not only does he exist But he's near, the brokenhearted in the midst of despair He was there for me, but I cannot see him Cause I was vision impaired I could have been murdered or thrown into the sea System was spared by his grace, yet I submitted to the prince of the air. It's foul, uh. 
But fast forward time and he gave me eyes to see Not only is the Lord beside but deep within his heart of mine He made his home and he resides in me The Holy Spirit turned that stone to flesh and revived its being yeah. I was walking while blind Being led by the things that's on my mind yeah. I swear I'll change in my own time the chance that time is gonna be the right time I was walking while Wreaking havoc on the lab 
lavish race of God, I was lacking. Here's what happened, he transformed my lukewarm. Removed my X-Men through storms. Hallelujah, got my sword. Fishing for men for different purposes. I'm certain living, worshiping. His holy name is worth the end of my story. I'm in glory like the OR. Brought it to Seattle, peep the ladies with the dope bars. Christ in the highs and lows, just like the valets. Got the keys to hell and death and out for now lay. Here come the lioness riding in like a pilot The Bessie Coleman, I'm flying A pioneer of the all the nights Emitting light and ignite life like dynamite I'm screaming run to the light Quick like Caroline With torches light in the night sky This a call to Christ I be that vessel, nothing special Give it all my might I got that doctrine in the kettle Hear that whistle strike Scriptures blow through the metal Aim like iron sights Heal the flesh with the special Spiritual Remington Keep the spiritual fit Doctrinal venison Switch up the regimen Here's to the new specimen Unified with a team And they all strapped with the testament 39 in the old 27 in the new So with that two double six You know how we gon' shoot And if the truth is how we live You see that proof in the roof Go ahead, pay attention What y'all girl gon' do Iron shot for iron man That's excellence required So the squad be cutting ties Yes, sir. Welcome back. Welcome back. You're tuned back into The Fix, your source for Faith Infused, hip-hop, R&B, and poetry. Uh, just had to play a couple of bangers for y'all real quick. We uh, started the music set off with uh, Dayton featuring uh, John Paul and Jerry Manor with Walking Wildly Blind, Walking Wild Blind off of uh, that CHH Ain't Dead Volume 1. And that track that just went off was actually uh, Shakia, Rhymes and Rose Cypher featuring A.I. The Anomaly, B. Angelique, and also Asia Marie. Shouts out to Asia Marie, too, as well. You gonna say something to her? No, I was like, that track was crazy. That was me. Yeah, yeah, that, that track was me. Yeah, that track was me. That track was me. Exposure, are you still there? You still you still with us? Yeah, I'm with y'all, man. Okay, okay, okay. Look, listen, we ready. You got something to bless the people with? I got a little bit, man. Come on, come on. Bless the people with something. Okay, this is a short poem I wrote, so we can stay within our time frame. They say your daddy an addict and tried to label your mama a schizo. I guess that equals a poet when you mix those. I guess that means 808s over wordplay, heartbreaks and pain from a voice that once carried shame, insecurity infused into haikus with hashtags of me too, topped with a cherry of daddy issues. I've been handling people's stuff broken for years, but God is sovereign. He is just. He is all, he is enough. He controls my senses, sight, feel, love, and touch. So every time I step to the mic now, I remember all the pain that I went through. And they say, what you gotta say, ex? I say, they say your daddy an addict and tried to label your mama a schizo. I guess that equals a poet when you mix those. 
I can you be so short but so sweet though? That was dope. Like, <laughs> they need to do a remix on the last track and put you on it, man. <laughs> like for real, look, if you read my mind, T, I'm like, what's up? <laughs> man, y'all funny. Oh my goodness. Uh, so, last question for me, anyway. Um, in moments where you, the fire might be, you might be losing your fire for the gospel. Like, yep. where, where do you find your devotion to stay true to the gospel? Like when your fire might be fading a little bit. Man, to be honest, I, I am coming out of that place right now. Um, sometimes, you know, you'll get to a height in God and he got to check you. You know what I mean? Um, for a moment, you feel like, did the power leave? You know, is he not there? And and looking at Peter in the Bible, God attest your words. You know what I mean? Peter was always talking trash. And then he was like, but Peter, you're going to deny me three day, uh, three times before this rooster crow. And this him, big and bold. No, Lord, we in this together. I ain't never going to, you know what I mean? And then it happened. And Peter had to go away for a second and get his life back together because he just did what he swore he wasn't going to do. So in those moments, um, it's such power in being still. And what I think this virus did is make people be. People don't know how to be. People don't know how to be still. We always on the go, always got something to do. And listen, doing things don't give you power. They just things. You ain't saved by your works, right? Um, so for me, um, just a process of grieving is going on right now and healing at the same time. I'm grieving in my emotional and personal life. Um, we just lost the uh, matriarch of our family back in March, uh, my great-grandmother. So we had prided ourselves on having five generations in our family that were living. And now it's like something has been cut off because we're down to four now and the same day the lockdown went into effect was the same day of her funeral so it was like we couldn't grieve like the order took place at 6 p.m and her funeral started at 11 so everybody's mind was we just got to get her in the ground it wasn't an opportunity to grieve and let out those frustrations but the thing i like about god is he'll let you do all of that uh, me in this moment i just i just try to be still and, and be quiet, because sometimes uh, we say things, you know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes, it's better not to vow a vow and don't keep it than vow one to God. And you don't basically stay up with, to your word. So um, I'm just being, being really still, um, trusting the process, because everybody goes through these moments um, where you feel like it's not there anymore, your fire isn't there, um, your love for learning, and, and life will do that to you. You know what I mean? Life got, it got a way of, of making you feel like you don't want to be here no more. It has a way of breaking you down uh, to that place. So with me, um, it's like starting over. Like I said, learning a different side of God, I believe is what's happening to me now. So I don't go reading the Bible like I already know it. Like I already know what this verse is going to say. You know, I pray the scripture, open my eye, to open the eyes of my understanding. Because even if it's something I've read before, he might have mean it in a different way in this season. It's full of mysteries. The word is full of mysteries. And something that you've read before, it might open up to something new now. 
So um, I just try to go into everything fresh, fresh eyes, um, fresh spirit, uh, open mind, and just be. I'm a water person. I spend a lot of time walking trails and by the water um, and just being still, you know, sitting with my emotions, mastering them in a sense, and um, just waiting. It's hard to wait. Um, especially because you know what his presence felt like before and you're trying to get to that before place that you was with with God and you're trying to take you to another place that you ain't never been before so um, just waiting and um, when he speaks to me you know I'll know that it's him you know what I mean not myself so just being still and um, waiting uh, when the day of Pentecost came you know they waited 40 days before that came you know, it's just how long are you willing to wait for his fire to come back, for the rushing wind to come in again, for, you know, to be filled with the Holy Spirit again. It's nothing wrong with being asked to be in field. There's a difference between the infilling and the indwelling of the Holy Ghost. I just don't want you to feel me. I need you to dwell here, too. You know what I mean? So it's just it's just a, a waiting period, um, not really trying to force it um, when he's ready to give it to me. When he feels I'm ready, then he'll give it to me. So it's just a place of stillness um, for me right now. I'm, t- I'm telling you, you dropped so many gems today. Uh, yeah. I just, <laughs> like I, I want to I reschedule somebody for next week to put you back on. Pray for me, man. <laughs> Pray for me, Lord. Listen, X, can you tell the people how they can connect with you, how they can follow you? Uh, tell them when you're dropping this book you got coming out. Give, give the people all your everything they need to know. So, yeah, Facebook exposure, X-P-O-S-Y-U-R. Um, on Instagram is I Speak Truth 416. Um, I, I do get on Snapchat. I ain't no TikToker yet, y'all, but I am on Snapchat, um, Speaking Fire 416. I have a YouTube channel. Just type in exposure. It'll pop up. Um, I just dropped some fire for my black queens, um, just on a, on a, on a gym, on a, on a humbug last night and fellas, you can play it for her too. She could play it while she cleaning up. It's on SoundCloud. Um, and just, yeah, I'm not petty. I respond under pictures, hit me up, those type of things. My book, um, prayerfully, it's already written. I'm just like, have to type it. I'm a big on editing. So I'm looking at, yeah, maybe October, November-ish, because um, I'm I'm a really big editor. Like, I don't like misspelled words and things like that. So just, you know, going through those, I started as a spoken word artist. You should always evolve. So just um, going, you know, through the stages and getting to author now is um, it's pretty dope. So um, that's how you guys can, can reach me. We definitely need you to keep spitting these bars, though. Don't get at us. Definitely. <laughs> Hey, I'm going to shout out Dr. Leslie Barnes of uh, Yeepaw, the founder yeah. of Yeepaw. If she, she put exposure in a place to not only grow her, but she is teaching our future leaders. I mean, Yeepaw is amazing. I know because I was one of those students. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, this was yeah the first I mean. ever spoken word class, man. Yeah, so oh. that is dope to actually not only be a part of Yeepaw, but she is giving back to our students. Uh, and Yeepaw is big in Akron, Canton. And when I tell you, them kids are amazing. Yeah. Yo. And, and you're teaching those kids? I commend you. Thank you. Thank you. I commend you. And that, that's, a, that's a big thing, man. Uh, thank you for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you for, for, for being you. Thank you all for having me. <laughs> thank you. Yeah.
but fire uh we definitely got to do a part two and ain't many people we want to do a part two with but you got to <laughs> come <laughs> I'm just saying, man, we need a little exposure corner. How my girl is on a D.O. Hughley show with the, the, the lady, Connor. What's hey, going on? Right. Don't be selling my hey, ideas. Right. I already got that idea. Lay low. <laughs> Lay low. I like that. That's about to be my new one. <laughs> hey, we definitely appreciate you. Uh, we appreciate everybody for listening to us today. Uh, remember to uh, continue to follow us. Uh, we got a giveaway coming up this week. Uh, so definitely follow us on our IG page at the fix underscore radio. Um, we're doing a Spotify playlist uh, giveaway, and we also are going to do a YouTube giveaway. So you definitely want to follow us on IG and Facebook uh, at the fix radio show and also on Twitter at the fix radio show. Uh, listen, remember, wait, make sure, wait, one more thing, man. I got make one sure more thing to too, man. Channel. Make sure y'all go to our YouTube channel, the fix radio show, hit that bell, man. Subscribe, Get our numbers up. The algorithm we need. Right, right, right. Definitely run them numbers up. But see, when I do the giveaways, that, that, that'll run the numbers up. You know how you know how your people act, uh, Swab. You know how your people yeah. act. You got to bless, bless them with something. Go ahead. Go ahead, X. What you got? So, listen, I do a podcast. Y'all go like Becoming Well with the Sip Sons podcast, um, where our thing is the journey to well. What is well? Um, and then we, uh, I do dethrone clothing line. Go like that on Facebook as well. Um, and, and I think that was my, were my other two things. Okay. Thank you guys. No problem. Remember, stay focused on turning your negative into a positive. Jesus is the answer. Kingdom advancement. The fix is in. Yes, sir. I was good with it, baby. It's your boy, Cujo Man out of Louisiana. You are now locked in with Coalition Kingdom DJs. Man, yeah, no coalition got to sit on lock, man. Quit playing.